Lexus Absolute Rally, powered by the Kielder Works team. Cordless tools tailored for the world of motorsport. Hello and welcome to episode 10, season 23 of Absolute Rally. Well done, you got to the end of season 23. If you're a new listener, welcome. Uh, I will talk about this a little bit later on the podcast, but we've had some new listeners during us recently. You have got six years worth of back catalogue to dip into. Good luck with that. You've got two weeks to get through it. I will be testing you when we come back at the beginning of season 24. Um, this week, we haven't got Ryan Champion with us at the top. He will be joining us at some point a bit later on because, as ever with Ryan, he's away doing something far more exciting than talking to me. Uh, Jack Bengen uh, is tied up doing Roundy Roundy. Trev's tied up teaching people how to be positive. Um, John Desborough is probably away walking somewhere and trying to sell some books. Um, so I thought at this point, because we've got a little bit of a relaxing period now, um, we always talk about, obviously, um, our, our partners and our sponsors and Keel that have been with us for ages. And Steve Bullos, who's been a big part of, of, of the podcast um, through through supporting it, has actually been on once before. But he is the man who sets the Keel, the quizzes. Um, and this one, it has to be said, has been perhaps the trickiest one of them all, judging by some of the responses and some of the emails we've had. Um, so out of all our listeners, we got... A grand total of 30 emails. Now, I'm going to come to Steve in a second on this. I did put the caveat in when I set the quiz that you got one shot at it. Whether that was a bit mean or not, I really, really don't know. Um, but uh, I'm going to ask Steve first. Steve, welcome back to Absolute Rally. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me back. No, mate, listen, you've, you, you've got red carpet treatment. Well, you wouldn't be here. So <laughs> you, you could literally just walk in any time. So there you go. Now, no, it's, uh, was no, it's, 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 it's really, really always a, uh, you know, a privilege to be on. And, you know, well, which we, we, we love the podcast. Uh, that's super. No, and we love we love having you part of us. And our listeners love having you part of us as well, which is great because we've got a great community spirit. But I tell you what's not in the community spirit, setting really difficult quizzes. Right. So, now, I'm going to ask you, because I, I must admit, I didn't perhaps, I probably should have run this past you guys, but when I kind of put the quiz out, I said, you've got one shot at this, you're not putting multiple answers in. Do you think that was a fair thing to do, Steve? Maybe a little bit on the uh, yeah unfair side, given how difficult it was. But the thing is, as you often allude to, you know, we, we test these quizzes with Ryan, and he sets a pretty high bar. But I have to say, even on this quiz, he, he struggled with a couple of the answers. So we knew it was it was difficult. Uh, but oh, we also know what the absolute rally listenership's like. And, and there's some knowledgeable folk out there, much more knowledgeable than we are. So, uh, yeah, yeah. maybe a bit, a, bit, a bit unfair, but I know we've got some right answers. So let, let's, uh, let's chalk it down as we've a got, We've got more than a few right answers. I'm going to come to that in a second. Just, just in future, never set a quiz um, which is, involves Tony Pond because uh, Ryan Champion has got an encyclopedic memory of Tony Pond. He can tell you what he had for breakfast on the morning of the the <laughs> RAC in 1980. It's weird. I'll be honest with you. If I was if I was Tony Pond's family, I'd possibly have an injunction on Ryan. That's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, he is he is our. To be fair, whenever we do stuff like this, we always do run a pass right. Now, um, so there was two versions of this quiz. We might as well put it out there, Steve. That's that, that's yeah. So there was this version of the quiz, which is the one that Ryan struggled with, and then there was an easier version of this quiz. So that's right. I will take responsibility to a degree that I decided inadvertently to put the most difficult one out. And once 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 the genie was out of the 
the bottle, as it were, I couldn't get it back in. So we kind of had to run with the toughest one. And I must admit, I had my head in my hands thinking, what happens if we don't get anybody <laughs> answering? What happens if we don't get any right answers? Now, it's fair to say the percentage of right answers we got out of all the all the uh, all the answers we got in was the highest we've ever had for any of our quizzes. How Amazing. about that for a start? I know, yeah, love that, and and I'm, and I'm guessing there's some people out there as well know uh, one or two of the uh, the backstories behind these cars as well because we tried as much as we could to have. Uh, uh, there are four, four cars on, on, on there with, with, with real rally DNA, and, I, and I'm, I'm guessing that the people who got these right answers would know that as well. So, really well, good. Shall we go through the answers and why? You know, I suppose the backstory and everything else. Shall we? Shall we have yeah, a little? We shall, shall we have a little look at this then? And then and 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 let's let's kind of see what 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 we got. So yeah, let, 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 let's let's do it, and I'm uh, and I'm you know I'm ready to be put right as well on on our understanding of what what these are, what these cars are. So answer A, which yeah, is the one that everybody got right, by the way. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, do, you, do you want me to read the answers, Tony? Yeah, or you're yeah. Go no, let's go. It? Let's go I'll through. Go let's go through each car. Let's go. Let's go through. Okay. Yeah. So answer yeah. A. Yeah, that's a Peugeot. Um, well, Peugeot was the brand. That was the answer we were after. And the model's actually a Peugeot Quasar. I think it's pronounced, which is a concept car from late 80s. Um, and the, the interesting aspect of that is that uh, it, it shares um, more than a few components uh, from the Peugeot 205 T16 Group B car. Ah, okay. So there's, there's the connection. Okay, now the next one. Um, I genuinely, because I looked at all these before you sent sent them over. Now, A and B were the ones I really struggled with, because uh, B to me kind of looked like the hybrid between um, a concept Aston Martin and um, actually a, a Proton Wheel Rally car that, that was built by Prodrive um, a few years back, which was kind of stillborn that particular project. So B, would you like to take us to there? Yeah, so B is a Lancia Hyena, and the Aston Martin uh, link that you spotted there is pretty good, because I think I'm right, um, right in this, it was designed and styled by Zagato, who've obviously got a big association with Aston Martins of old. So, yeah, Lancia Hyena, and then the rally DNA there is, underneath all that lot, is an Integrale. Of course. So. Of course. Now, the one I got, um, instantly right. Sadly enough, I don't know what it says about my life. <laughs> was was the Hyundai because my brother had, one, <laughs> had this particular model. Wow. I think when I was very very young, I've got quite an older brother, and I seem to remember him having something Hyundai like this. C- certainly the picture in C. So we, we've we've let the cat out the bag there. C is Hyundai. Yeah, um, Hyundai Stella. Uh, as far as I know, uh, uh, no connection into rally, unfortunately, with this one, but we just thought it was quite a, uh, like you say, just, I think it shows more than anything how far Hyundai have come since those days when they were uh, putting very, those sorts of cars out. Very tactfully put. Very tactfully put. <laughs> um, uh, again, I think this was possibly one of the easiest ones as well, because I, I don't know whether it's just because I've actually seen one of these quite recently somewhere and I can't, right. can't remember what it was but go on take us through it answer D 
Yes, that's a Mitsubishi Evo 9, I believe it is. And it's the, the estate or wagon version of that car, of which there, there, there are not many in this country. I think uh, probably a few more in Japan, but uh, um, not many at all over here. So fair play if you've seen one. I've never seen one in the flesh. Yeah, so, and that takes us um, to E, which is the one, again, it's another one that, out of all the answers we got, was was possibly that we nobody got e wrong. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so this one uh, again a concept car of sorts. Although I believe a few were actually produced and tested. Uh, this is a Ford Ford GT seventy uh, made in the early seventies, I believe, as Ford was sort of exploring their next steps in rallying uh, and designed. If the story that you read is to is to be believed, uh, to sort of take on. Alpine and, uh, and those sorts of cars in, in rallying as it was back then. And there you go. And the last but not least, it is tantamount to possibly, aside from the Hyundai, possibly one of the um, ugliest cars I think I've seen for quite some time. Um, answer F. That's, so that's see it, and it's a see it Ronda is the model. Uh, and yeah, I agree. It's a terrible car, and well, in terms of how it looks, was, anyway, was it technically a Fiat? We, we, was it was it a rebadged Fiat? Because it very it really was. Like, yeah, yeah, it re- it really was. I think it had a, a different headlights and a few different different bits and pieces. But again, you know, we we, we took that one in just to try and uh, you know sort sort out the uh, the people who, who knew the stuff around it, and, the, and of course, see it really famous in, in World Championship rallying. So uh, it was you know. A, a, a good a good one to get in there absolutely and of course the, the the clue to the fear was the fact that i was answer f anyway so if you're listening and you know you've got all those right that means you're in the little cup that i've just tweeted the picture of with all the answers in so um the prize structure steve is yep. Are we going to do? Are we going to do one, two, three? So is the the first one? Yeah, out? we did. We yeah, we did a, a first, second, and third this time. Uh, hopefully, all those we thought all the products were you know the prizes as it were are pretty applicable to most people. So we've just gone yeah, classic uh, classic podium. Right. Okay. So that's so we'll go the first one out. I'm I'm, I'm turning. You tell me when to stop, Steve. Okay. Let's go for that one. Take that, take that one. Okay. And that one is. Oh, long-time listener, first-time caller, as they say. Uh, Quinton James, who I think, fair play to you, Quinton. I think you've possibly won on all our quizzes something. <laughs> Maybe he's not paying attention to your uh, strict rules of only one entry. Well, no, I, no, no, to be fair, he did only put one entry in for this, unless he's got really? unless, unless he's got his brother to answer. So we'll have to, we'll have oh, to check. Player. We, see, we, we, see, we see Quinton on uh, on social media, and he's obviously uh, really involved in all this. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a great top prize, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And what is the top prize? Uh, that's a, yeah, a combi drill kit. So our new, new model we've just launched, so uh, that'll be finding its way over to Quinton. Happy days. Right, and let's turn this one. You tell me when to stop. Yeah, go now. And this one is George Askew. George Askew. Well done, George. And what's George one, Steve? Excellent. Uh, so that is a uh, sort of wall-mounted tool tool holder or a tool rack. So it goes in the back of your garage or workshop. Some slots underneath, and you hang your tools in there, and a shelf on top to put your accessories and bits and pieces. So, uh, yeah, n- nappy thing. If anybody, uh, anyone's, you know, 
a keen garage dweller like we are, then uh, that's a great thing to have. Happy days. Right, let's uh, let's go one more then. So the final final answer, or the final uh, the final draw to be drawn, so to speak, is tell me when to stop, Steve. Now. Yeah, go now. That's fine. Oh, Bertie Redfern, congratulations, long-time listener. <laughs> well done, Bertie. What's Bertie won, Steve? Uh, Bertie's won a Neil mat. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, she's ideal for when you work in the car, but I mean, people use them in the garden and all sorts. So, uh, you know, a sort of soft, soft cushion system thing just for popping at the side wherever you're working. And uh, as is a new design, it's got a... You know, a few bits and pieces like we always do, a few little nice features, so it should be good for him. Brilliant. There you go. So, Quincy James, George Askew, Bertie Redfern, you are the winners in what we thought was the toughest Kielder quiz yet, and yeah, percentagely the one we got the most right answers for. So, congratulations to you. So, there you go. Um, we are going to do another one, aren't we, Steve? <laughs> yeah, we've got one that we've got, we've actually got a couple actually in the pipeline to put together, so, uh, yeah, it might might need uh, might need a bit of thinking on how on how difficult we make it, but we'll uh, we'll work, yeah we'll we'll work something out, and I'm sure it'll be good fun as ever. Top man, top man. So we we thought we did this road at the top of the show because we've been we've been going on about it this week. So Steve, uh, I can't thank you enough as ever for the support. Uh, I know our yeah. listeners love you to bits for for for, for keeping us keeping us weekly as we are. Uh, although ironically, we are just about to go on a break, but uh, keeping us. Uh, <laughs> pumping stuff out as it were so thank you for that thanks awesome. for putting the prizes no. up as well because it does make such a difference no our pleasure absolutely brilliant Steve thank you mate uh, folks we are going to go to a little break and we'll be back after this break this is Absolute Rally whether it's the pressures of service or an issue out on the stages, it's vital to have the right equipment to hand. Kielder cordless tools are tailored for the world of motorsport and are being used throughout all forms of competition. Go back to the future with the Kielder Works team. Welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally. Again, thanks to Steve Bullos and the guys at Kielder for uh, for getting involved, putting the comp up and, and doing everything that they do for us. So I can't thank them enough. Um, we've got Ryan Champion coming up briefly a bit later on from Goodwood. We've got Jeff Mayers talking to us about the aftermath of Safari. Uh, but this weekend's also the opening round of... Uh, well, it's not the opening round. It is really the opening round. I'm sorry, I'm going to backtrack here. Right. To me, this is the opening round of the British Rally Championship. <laughs> <laughs> we did have another round, but I can't bring myself to acknowledge it. No, that's that's unfair. Okay, this is the second round, but this is the first round proper. Matt, help me out, mate. Matt Edwards, multiple British Rally champion. Get me out of this massive hole I've just dug myself, please. This is definitely the first round of the British Championship. Thank you, mate. That'll do. Thanks for joining us. Good night. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we all knew what I meant, but I just got there really clumsily. Um. Mate, listen. It's been it's it's been a little while since we spoke. We're going rallying again, which um, which must be a massive relief for you, not only as a driver but also as a professional. Uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, been the start of things getting a bit more back to normal with work. So that's probably the biggest relief. Um, but yeah, it's we've had a test today in Forest Experience, and it's great to get back in the car or, or a car on gravel again, which is eighteen months ago for me. Oh, it's, it's bonkers to think that 
something you take for, and we're all, we're all guilty of this, something you take for granted. Um, you know, just hearing gravel underneath the car and stuff like that. All the things that get the hairs on the back of your neck standing up, all of a sudden, they're kind of being snatched away. And you don't know when it's coming back. So I, I envy the fact I've not had that moment yet where I've, I've heard gravel underneath the car. So I'm quite jealous of you at the moment. <laughs> it's funny because we, we did a couple of passenger rides for some UASA guests. And they all, com- well, they both commented on the sound of the gravel. But I, I don't notice it anymore. It's quite weird because that's the first thing they picked up on. Not the speed, not the braking, not the dampers or anything like that. Not the noise of the gravel. <laughs> it's, it's, it was weird that, that they both picked up the same thing, which I think you just tune it out and listen for other things and bits falling off or whatever. Yeah, as you bigger, say, bang, bigger bangs. Having, having those moments where you think, I hope this car gets to the end. I've got to get it to the end. I can't afford to break it. Can't do this. Can't do that. Yeah, no, I, I, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I tell you what, though, mate, and, and we joked about it a little bit at the top, and, and you know there was some concerns on, on first round proper. We are going into the second round of, of, of the BRC now, and you know, listen, we 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 spoke at length on the podcast with regards to BRC and, and the the wise and wherefores of it and everything else. But this is a proper entry. There's no getting away from it. This is a proper, proper, strong, top line driver entry. Uh, it's a good one to win, isn't it? Oh, if there's one BRC round do you want to win in the last, well, three or four years, it's this one, isn't it? I think I think it's brilliant, really. Yeah, you know, you, 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 to be fair, I only got onto the fact, uh, it must be 36 hours ago, that, that Matthew Wilson's doing it as well. Now, you know, to, to have Matthew come out as well, obviously in a car that he'll probably know quite well, bless, um, <laughs> He's going to be a very good benchmark, and then you've got Keith Cronin coming back. Who, yeah, he hasn't been in a car properly for a couple of years, but you know this better than probably everybody else on there, other than Keith, to become a multiple British Rally champion in different cars, isn't an easy thing to do. No, it's not. I mean, I think the the most important thing that anybody will have going into a championship as an advantage over anybody else is the seat time, really. Um, I was talking today about with people, and I was like, you, you sort of have a residual understanding of what a car will do. So you will go to even 80%, 85% of your potential quite quickly. But to go the last 15% to reach where you probably need to be to be doing well this weekend, it does take time. And, you know, even at the end of the day today, I just felt. There was, you know, I didn't come too fast into anything or go around any corner faster than I should have done. And it's like, well, am I actually anywhere near the limit? And it does just take time for your your brain to sort of start understanding again how fast and how capable these cars are. Um, and if it's, you know, it's been comfortable all day, you know, comfortable from the word go. But you realise when you when you're carrying a gear higher at the end of the day, okay, you know it and these variables, but you realise just how capable these cars are and it's taken you 50 miles to get to that point from 80%, you know, up to probably 90. So it, it's a, it's quite a phenomenal thing to Is this to the f- again. Is this the first time you've drove the Polo on gravel today? Yes. Wow. First time on gravel in 18 months. And first yeah, time of course. You, did, yeah. you know what? I've just, you know, it's just struck me as I was looking at the entry list. Then, of course, you're in the 
of course you're in the polo uh which i kind of half forgot about to some degree so i apologize for that and then you did say before you're not being in a car you know 18 months so so uh, how was that <laughs> um actually i mean the, the first part of the road that we used i'd never been down either <laughs> so i okay. put all the unknowns into one go and there's really really encouraging how good it felt just on the very first run and I said to Darren, you know, we were we were laughing, really laughing at the end of the first run, thinking just how good, how good the car felt, how natural everything felt, and you know, it was just it was just really good to get that feeling straight away because you could quite easily go the other way and and be really uncertain, really unsure, and then it it's a long day trying to find that that comfort again. So, okay, we, we weren't necessarily the fastest we were all day on the first run, but. To, to have some sort of commitment down an unknown road, road in an unknown car straight off the bat was was really encouraging and just built on that all day really and didn't didn't really change a lot just kept throwing some miles in and putting fuel in it really does that does that feel good as well when you're not doing massive changes because that's that, that, that's the other thing isn't it when you start you think oh, i've got to change so many things especially when you're so close to, to the rally I'm guessing this is going to be the last real time you're going to get to drive it in anger before Saturday then yeah. uh, doing those changes can just can just mess with your head uh, yeah I mean I, I think we're quite fortunate that with the people we've got involved, involved with Melvin and like the engineer I've brought Phil Bradshaw over from from Amsport who helped me out for a couple of years there you know I've tried to keep as many constants as I can. And I think with having the right people involved, you kind of fast track that process. They know what works. They know me. They know the car. So that if there is something fundamentally wrong, they may be able to, you know, fix that quite quickly. But, you know, the fine tuning is just, is experience really. And, you know, I said I could quite happily have driven that car all day, how it was coming out of the trailer because you've fast-tracked that process with the people you've got involved. So, you know, I, you know, I always always advocate getting getting as many experienced people around you as, as early as you can into a new car or into your rallying or whatever, and I think that's that's been proven today as well. Fantastic. Well, you, obviously this this year is you are attempting to do the hat-trick. That's the, that's the pressure, isn't it, I suppose? And how much pressure do you feel with that? Um, good question, really. I, I don't feel any pressure from anybody else other than the fact I'd really like to do it. Um, and I think that was the biggest frustration at Alton Park for me was that we'd waited that long to start this process and for it to be undermined by things that were forecast, predicted, but not um, not planned for, if you like. Was was a bit disappointing and a bit, well, very frustrating. So, at least this is more under more under normal circumstances to to have a proper go at it. When you look through, obviously, who's fighting for the championship? Because obviously, I think I think Tom Cave, is, I think, has come out on record to say you know he's going to register for points because he doesn't know when he's going to come back. It's it's going to be a one off and stuff like that. So. Tom's trying to do what he's doing for, for for his own, but you start looking at you know the your your, your teammate Ocean Price. Obviously, Bishates has come on 
so quickly it feels like in leaps and bounds over the last probably 18 months two years and then we, we talked before Matthew Wilson you know the Moffats Keith Cronin um, you know it, it's it, it's not really anybody missing is there? <laughs> there, there, there isn't anybody making up the numbers I suppose I think that's the I think that's the, the easiest go to here you know the, yes you, you would probably want to and I think you said this probably two years ago Matt, Matt when you were on when we, I think it was when you and Tom were still battling um, for the championship and I, th- I can't quite remember, and I'm not going to do it justice, so please put me straight. Um, I think it was, you know, it's better to have quality than quantity, so it's better to have, you know, four or five, but in this case, eight or nine drivers that could quite feasibly win than 29 or 39 just also runs. Yeah, but I also think you only need one to have a good race. You know, as, as me, and, you know, me and Tom were pushing each other further and further, Last, you know, in 2019. So I think with that many people and a short rally this weekend, you're going to have to. There's no room for any mistake at all, is there? Absolutely not. And that's, and that's why today was quite important for me, so that the first 10 mile aren't working out what the car does. Here's a question for you. It's fair to say I'm looking at I'm looking at the entry list now as we're speaking and and, and looking at all those names. I would say probably yourself would be the most experienced driver when it comes to a BTRDA shorter style event, which is effectively what this is. So I'm not putting, I'm not trying to put pressure on you, but do you <laughs> understand better than some that there isn't a playing in element on these, on this event as an example? Um, I think that would be fairly obvious to most who would, Doing this, you know, forty-five okay. over a longer rally. Yeah, and because they're four stages repeated, you're only effectively working on twenty-two mile or whatever it is in terms of your preparation. So they're not going to be unfamiliar to anybody. You wouldn't say. So any any time loss for any reason is going to be punished, and you won't get it back. So if if I bed myself in for the first first aid because it's only three and a half mile that could be five seconds and that that's not that's not coming back without taking big risks hmm. but I think that's the, the important factor for me is just not to give any time away needlessly early on because I, I can I can imagine I will go back probably 15% from what I've ended today because again the unfamiliarity um but I'd hope that because I've had today, it will get back up to speed fairly quickly. And I would say that's probably the case for most people. Where where do you think your toughest rival is going to be? Mm. Well, any of, any of the people that we've, we've talked about, really. I think... We know. I know the Fiesta's a strong car. I know that the, the Polo's a strong car. So anybody in one of those that's in the top ten is is a threat. Um, which which is brilliant. That's that's what the championship needs. That's what we need. That's what we want. So let's let's go. Is this been a pleasant surprise? Bearing in mind what we all have gone through over the last you know twelve eighteen months, and we all had concerns about you know, how rallying was going to come back and, and, you know, it's, it's very much small steps and everything else. 
but you know i know how much you wanted to win the first title and i know you know how studious you are with regards to history with regards to brc and and, and everything else if and i'm going to put a massive if on this if you achieved another title this year when you look at that entry list would be the, would this be the icing on the cake would this be the toughest one yeah absolutely yeah i don't think there's any doubt about that i mean you know it, if if one person makes a mistake when you battle against one person then you just got to finish haven't you but if if three out of the five have a problem you've still got the other five yeah, yeah. you've still got the other the other people to to worry to worry about so you're not going to be able to have an easy event because there will all you know assuming people continue the championship there will always be competition all the way through the event so you know that that's going to be tough and you know that's what we're that's what we that's what i'm preparing for really brilliant that's what i'm anticipating so what happens for 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 matt edwards and darren gerard between now as we record this on the thursday to Saturday morning, what 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 what's going to happen apart, apart from obviously Recky because Recky must take all of about ten minutes with four stages. <laughs> yeah, it's actually three till seven on Friday, so it's a it's a bizarre Recky schedule. Yeah, but um, we're just having a bit of a chill out. We're going out for some food with Oshin and do some team bonding this evening. Uh, and I had a fairly rough day of it yesterday with some problems at the workshop with things to get done for the two cars that I'm running with with my team as such. So. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of sleep, so definitely a, a good night's sleep tonight and not give myself too much to worry about tomorrow. It's definitely the plan, I think. Clear mind. Clear mind. Yeah. What, what would you say to somebody who was trying to work with you? That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the best piece of advice I think I can give you. If I can give you any, what would you say to me if it's just the other way around? So. Um, I don't know. I think you're just going to go like hell, haven't you? There you go. <laughs> What a great place to stop. Matt Edwards, uh, I wish you the very best of luck for the next round of the British Rally Championship. We will get you back on soon. Folks, we'll be back after this break. Pace Notes Rally Magazine. Britain and Ireland's only dedicated rally publication. Rally news, interviews, features and reports. From Clubman rallies to the WRC. Available from all good news agents or subscribe at rallymag.com. Pace Notes Rally Magazine. Your number one monthly rally read. There you go. He wasn't with me at the top, um, but he's with me now. Our roving reporter, our Ryan champion, doesn't have a hard hat on. He has a proper hat on. He has a helmet on, but he hasn't got his helmet on now. I'm going to ask him, are you in an aircraft, Ryan champion? Come in. I, I'm not in an aircraft, 10-4, but there does seem to be a few aircraft overhead. So um apologise for, for any noise interference, but I am right in the middle of the Goodwood Festival of Speed. And as normal, it's uh, it's all action. And if there isn't the noise of cars, the noise of aircraft or... Uh, jetpacks or whatever it might be at good of course of course of course of course of course um so um what what, what are you there doing? what's what what's what what's what's the god that is ryan champion what's he doing there uh so this weekend i'm driving on the rally stage at the festival of speed uh, in the car i drove in the british championship for mitsubishi so at the evil nine driving that on the on the rally stage along with some other lovely machinery um, so the rally stage kicks off tomorrow. So today's the uh, chance to have a walk around Goodwood and actually see see what's here and uh, have a look at some new exciting cars that may just have been announced. Uh, yeah. Well, to be fair, the, the, the news has just it's just kind of broke 
as we talk, as it were, obviously, um, I speculated what it could be. I, I put my hand up and went, it's got to be the Mustang. Surely that's going to be a great marketing tool. Everybody went quiet. And then, of course, it wasn't the Mustang. It was the Puma. Yep. So here at Goodwood, M Sport have revealed the Ford Puma for the 2022 World Rally Championship. So, of course, the new hybrid car from the hybrid era. And, and actually, I had a look at the car this morning. It looks quite similar to the, the body shape that was that was testing a few weeks ago. It's still heavily disguised, but obviously now with the this kind of Puma front end, the Puma headlights, and the, the Puma grille, etc. So, yeah, brand new model to the to the World Rally Championship. And uh, the interesting thing is, it's heavily branded Ford. So let's just hope that uh, M Sport are getting a little bit more long-awaited backing. That uh, we know they get good support already, but let's just hope there's a bit more financial clout from the Ford Motor Company coming in for them. I don't know what's really quite now. I don't know whether it's just because they couldn't keep a lid on it any longer. Um, I, I wonder why they've chosen now to announce it. I wonder why Goodwood was the, the chosen venue. I know it's a special place and all that, and it's a place you're really well connected to, but I wonder why Goodwood was the place. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess if you want to make a bit of an impact, uh, let's say if you had a manufacturer involved, you'd want to make the biggest impact possible, wouldn't you? So I'm only okay. speculating there. Yeah, well but, done. Um, yeah, it's uh, Goodwood this year. They, they've uh, been lucky enough to run it as a, a test event, uh, one of the British government test events. So there is, uh, what, I think it's 180,000 people here over the next few days. So uh, it is a big event, obviously, worldwide television coverage as well. So I guess it's uh, maybe best bang for the book, as the old adage says. And, uh, uh, you know, it should, it should definitely get a lot of interest over the weekend. So uh, you've had a. I'm assuming you've had a chance to wander around. Is anything, anything, anything that we we wouldn't normally expect to see. Is anything apart from the Puma, obviously. Um, I think it's uh, you know Goodwood always is pretty special. A lot of special machinery here, and uh, this year on the on the rally stage, there's a, a tribute to Hannu Mikula. So a beautiful collection of Hannu Mikula cars, everything from uh, you know from escorts right through. The uh, the S twenty two big wing Quattro. There's a um, his Safari winning Quattro as well, and uh, you know, nice to see a, a tribute to, to Hanno Mikula this weekend. Uh, but lots of you know, there's always lots of interesting cars. I was walking through the paddocks this morning. Actually, um, the, the rally stage is, is separate, and then there's rally cars that run up the hill as well. And I was having a bit of a wander around, and I saw a, a Skoda Fabia sat there, and it was uh, it was the Fabia that. Colin McRae drove towards the end of his career, the, the car where he famously nearly took the podium in Australia only for a precautionary gearbox change to go wrong, and it was it was that very car. So Goodwood's always cool. You always uh, walk around and stumble across something that you don't quite expect to see. Um, so expectations from our own Ryan Champion in that Evo on the rally stage. What, 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 where are we going to be, right? I've been around there with you, ironically, in that Mitzi. I've just, just remembered. Uh, no expectations this weekend. It's about having having fun, having a nice weekend, and uh, doing some skids in the middle of it. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Are we are, are we going to have a few lemonades tonight? I'm guessing. Well, it may well do. There was a couple of lemonades uh, last night watching the uh, watching the football. Um, you know, you, you probably haven't uh, haven't asked any of our uh, guests this week about the football, but um, England won last night. So uh, yeah, there was a few beverages in the uh, in the campsite last night, and. Uh, there might be one tonight, but obviously driving tomorrow, so it has to be uh, semi-professional. Sensible, sensible. Is there any 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 other superstars other than your good self driving rally cars? 
um, uh, again, there's always uh, there's always a good mix of, uh, of people driving driving the cars. I mean, this year has been a little bit more difficult for for the organisers for obvious reasons. So there maybe isn't uh, quite as many big names coming from overseas as we've seen in the past and uh, and works teams and such like. But um, yeah, still a you know a real proper array of uh, machinery good stuff good stuff well um we made reference to this right at the top of the show we had steve bullos on from our title partners of course kielder and we did the draw on the competition um now um we can talk about the competition because the benchmark as steve said is always ryan champion um and do you want me to tell you a, a frightening statistic ryan champion go on go on okay so we had around 30 entries to that competition okay yeah how yeah. many wrong answers do you think we got how many wrong groups of answers uh out of those 30 yeah um i'm gonna go for i was, i'm gonna go for two thirds you were nearly right if you would have said two ah you would have been right believe it or not most of them were right Wow. Well done. I know. Well done. I know. So we, we did the draw as we, as, as we always do. But of course, I went through all the answers to make sure they were right before I put them into the, the, the prize cup that I do the draw from. And of course, I checked them all and I was astounded how many right answers we had. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's pretty good going. I have to say. So, because uh, Steve said to me before we started, we might have to start making these a bit easier because even Ryan said that one was a bit tough. So there you go, there you go. So yeah, um, yep. so, so we'll we'll be back with a new competition next year, we'll, uh, next season yes, rather. But yes, but you see, Steve went a little bit off piece, didn't he? And he went down the uh, he went down the, the kind of road car route. So um, back to rallying, Steve. Yeah, back to rallying, Steve. There you go. That's from that's that's from our judge, <laughs> Ryan Champion. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so. Other than that, my friend, that that's that's it for us for this week, really. I've just thought. I know you're you're a busy man at Goodwood. I thought you know it'd be nice to get a flavour, get a bit of atmosphere over the phone from uh, from the great place itself. Um, obviously, you've got you've got things to go and do now because you're Ryan champion. <laughs> well, oh, there you go. Uh, right on cue. I have no idea what that was. Something noisy in the distance. But I was going to say it was a shame that uh, it, the air display had uh, had started and stopped the engine noise in the background. But right on cue, we got a bit of engine noise. So there we are. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we've added a little bit of engine noise to it. So uh, stay safe doing skids. Thank you. Will en- do. Enjoy Goodwood. Uh, we've got a couple of weeks off from the pod now. So you, you enjoy your holiday doing nothing. Um, and of course, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll all be back together in a couple of weeks' time. But uh, yes, mate, you go and enjoy Goodwood. And uh, folks, we'll be back after this break with Jeff Mayers. Hi, everyone. This is John Desborough, commentator and presenter on the World Rally Championship. I'm hoping you've seen my debut novel, Breaking Point. If you haven't, check it out on eBay. It's a roller coaster ride of deceit and blackmail from a golden age of the WRC. And like a good rally, it starts fast and gets faster. Breaking Point by me, John Desborough, on eBay now for $7.99. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the final section of Absolute Rally. As I said, um, I can't thank you enough for the guys who have been joining us late to the party. We've got new listeners, um, and I always forget that. And and 
just so you know, if you're a new listener, we're going to have a couple of weeks off uh, after this particular episode. We always kind of do them in banks of 10. Uh, but there is an incredible back catalogue to go back to. Um, apparently, um, I think there's six years worth. So depending on how bored you are, you could literally listen to us for, I think it works out something ridiculous, like a week long solid. But nobody needs that in life. Nobody needs that in life at all. But somebody we've had on... God, it feels like a lifetime ago since he was on. But uh, an old mate of mine from who was over in the UK, he's now um, back over, uh, back over in Africa, and he was very much part of the the, the safari party. I'm going to call it that safari party. Jeff Mayers, welcome back to Absolute Rally. Jumbo, Tony, how are you doing? Ah, uh, we're good. We're good. We're good for twice. And for, for 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 shits and giggles, we will admit that this is the second time we've done this because I didn't press record. There you go. <laughs> let's just let, let's just put it out there. Let's have some fun with that. We'll let you off this one time. Ah, mate, it's happened before. Uh, you're in good company. To be fair, I think the last time it happened was a good time, a good long while ago, and it was Hayden Padden. So you're in good company. There you go. There you go. Anyway, so um, just just going back. Um, I just wanted to genuinely get you on, Jeff, because one, you're a massive, you know, I've known you from over in the UK. Obviously, you're now back in Kenya. Um, you were part of um, the safari party, as we'll call it. The circus came to town. Um, you are a massive rally fan, obviously compete yourself massively into photography. Um, but the next best thing for doing the rally, you got the dream call up. I sure, sure did. I was originally supposed to be competing on the rally and... Um yeah, when, when I couldn't put together a package and the entry list came out, I got a phone call from none other than Colin McMaster asking if I would uh, represent McLean uh, to cover the event, which uh, is a proper childhood dream come true. Yeah, I can well imagine. I can well imagine. That, 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 I say genuinely that is probably the next best thing, especially for for somebody like yourself. Now, you know the stages. I think I think it's fair to say two of them are effectively in in, in your backyard and obviously a couple of weeks ago we had Raj Chunder on who uh, who, who kind of painted the picture of what it was going to be like and you know it was going to be a very different rally for our, our, our this generation of WRC stars that's that's used to going flat out and you know, they may have to temper their rally in a little bit you know their, their, their pace and, and things a little bit were you were you a little bit surprised by how hard the, the boys went straight out the box and I suppose the, the next question would be were you not surprised that some of their cars broke <laughs> um, I have to say having seen some of the things that they were hitting and how, how quickly they were skipping over some of our rough stuff uh, the cars are definitely up to the task uh, if, if driven accordingly I mean all of the co-drivers from overseas did admit that they were putting notes like stop in, into their notes because you know they suddenly realised that they were taking things as hard as they would on a European round, they wouldn't have half a car left. Um, uh, but yeah, the cars are incredibly quick. Uh, the drivers who were wise got through. The drivers who perhaps underestimated the challenge uh, either either bent or broke their cars. So, uh, you know, the, the cream always rises to the top. But yeah, the cars really, really impressed me. Uh, I, you know, I think the thing that everybody always talks about is is the speed of the cars and and the pace. And I think there was one or two people who were a little bit underwhelmed by the fact that you know we didn't have the Safari in inverted commas spec. I do the air the air inverted commas at this point where there was no kind of snorkels and bull bars on the front. Even Rai mentioned, you know, I think we we described it as the theatre uh, on last week's podcast with regards to you know the lights and in, in in the door mirrors and stuff like that, just to kind of add, I suppose that. That that image, where, where, where the, what was the feeling for the locals? The fact that you know 
we weren't perhaps getting, you know, a, a slightly different specification of code with all these things. Or was there a, 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 a little bit, a little bit underwhelmed, or were they just completely blown away by the fact that these these monsters had turned up anyway? I mean, obviously, we were all absolutely gobsmacked by the error on these cars. You know, the big wings and, and spoilers and splitters and all of that. That that's impressive. Even when the cars are standing still, they look like they're doing 100 miles an hour. Um, but the realists amongst us also, uh, you know. Uh, did question the wisdom behind not having proper cow catchers or rhubars or bull bars. You can call them anything you like. It depends what country you're from. But there was no, no body protection and there was no air scoops on the international cars. Um, you know, Flash Tunder actually brought out both a bull bar and uh, um, a scoop for, for his VW Polo WRC2 slash R5 car. And, and both of them were really, really useful uh, he had an altercation with some trees, uh, which would have ended his rally had he not had the bull bar. And, you know, the fish, fish, second time around, didn't matter if you were first car on the road or 52nd car on the road, you're going to be scooping it in like, like nobody's business. Um, I, do you know what? I, I, I love. I, I loved it because that was the polo, and I think there was. I think that's when there was a little bit of pace gathering with regards. To, you know, there isn't, there isn't these um, bits and pieces on, um, and then that image came out of the polo. But I loved, I loved the term altercation, by the way, as well. He had an altercation. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, like, like a piece of scenery inadvertently bumped into him. I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 it did. It quite literally jumped into the road, allegedly. <laughs> And, then, you know, I suppose this is the thing, you know, and we spoke about it last week, you know, you, you know, the terrain there, you, you know, actually quite, it is quite literally your backyard. And when, when the cars didn't turn up with these things on, you know, Ryan was quite passionate last week of, of kind of going into quite detailed kind of description going, you know, you know, these things are not house trained. It's not like the Zebra is going to stop when they see a Will Rally car or whatever. <laughs> was there an element of, you know, let's say, what was the the situation like with the wildlife? Um, because obviously that's a big part of your your your, your normal business in inverted commas as well, because you do safari and stuff. But um, safaris, rather, I suppose safari. But um, was there a concern, you know, from the locals with regards to obviously wildlife and things wandering into the road and things like that, or was that was there a plan for that? I suppose is the question. I mean, there was definitely a plan for it, and. Um you know, like you mentioned, two of the stages were, were quite literally right behind my house, the Chewy Lodge stage and the Assyrian stage. I had a very big hand in, in designing both of those stages. And uh, when we designed them, we designed them with the wildlife in mind. Uh, so we rallied in the forest, knowing that all the movement with the setup crews and the helicopters and all that would actually push the wildlife down into the plains, uh, where, where they'd feel a little bit happier and, and away from the pops and bangs. Um, but you know, as, as we saw on a lot of the onboard footage, our wildlife here actually doesn't give a damn. Um, <laughs> it, it will move off the road, but it's not going to run away. There, there were a lot of bunny huggers who, who were, were up in arms about the fact that we're rallying through wilderness areas. I can assure you, I was driving through stages 20 minutes after the cars, and the zebras were dust rolling back on, on, on the roads, and the giraffe were foraging in the trees. You know, they were overhanging the roads. The wildlife enjoyed the view even more than the spectators did. Uh, but, yeah, there were, there were a few close calls, and um, th- thankfully, you know, uh, the, the risks were mitigated, and, you know, all, all the wildlife is still fine, and all the drivers can go home and talk about the close calls they had with zebras and giraffes. I, I, I guess the other question is, is, is you know, it's been a good few years since we've had, you know, a modern WRC event. Of course, we know the classic safari does go on and has gone for a number of years. 
some bloke called Ryan Champion won it not so long ago as well. You, you may or may not be aware of him. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think he may have mentioned that like every single time I've seen him ever since then. Oh, I, I, and to be fair, mate, I'd have, <laughs> it, on, you, Ryan. I'd, I'd have it on a T-shirt. <laughs> I'd literally be touching down on an aircraft with it on a T-shirt. Don't give him ideas. He's coming out in November. He's going to be dishing them up to everyone. I know. I can imagine. I can imagine. But uh, obviously the classic... Ryan right. Flash takes a size large. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, right. Just so you know. Um, but I suppose the you know the the, the, the classic is... is, is it's, it's such a standalone event. The WRC circus in itself, because it is a traveling circus, you know, it's something I've been working in and part of for the last 20 odd years of my life. And I always liken it to a traveling circus. So, you know, you know infrastructure and buildings and things like that, obviously are built up with, 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 with shipping containers and stuff like that. But what was the, what was the feel? Because I'm, I'm guessing we've probably had a couple of generations now that have not had a world rally team rock up in Kenya. So, you know, what was the Kenyans kind of impression of this? Because you, you, you're kind of used to it to some degree, obviously, from, 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 from being in Europe in the past. What was the Kenyans in, in impression of the WRC circus arriving in their backyard? I mean, we, we are now sort of accustomed to seeing 15, 20 Porsches arriving every second November, uh, because of the team. Um, but it was funny because the very first social media messages that were being posted were, were uh, an example of how the photographs the way it will work because, you know, the sources of these fleets of Ricky cars lined up in the service park that are better than most of our typical rally cars. And then there's photographs of these million pounds WRC rally cars on the backs of transporters that do the day before were carrying livestock and the day after they carry men. And these were traveling down the roads that we use every single day. And that is just fueled a lot of Kenyans. Like you said, it is a circus. And, and, uh, you know, our competitors, uh, they were ignoring the fact that they're just passing through the area and they're walking around doing selfies, but with the mechanics who are setting up the WRC stands. It's, uh, it's, it's incredible. Sorry. We're, we're, we're not, we haven't got great signal, um, as it turns out now, ironically. <laughs> second, second time round, second time round. But, um, I just wanted to, again, just to kind of just, just go back. And I suppose, uh, you know, we, we've had it from a competitor side, we've had it from the team side, and we, we, you know, so it's quite nice to hear it, I suppose, from the other side. Um, and the appetite, I suppose, for, 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 for Safari to be, back in the calendar, you know, full-time. You know, uh, again, we spoke about it previously. You, for me, events like Safari are very much part of the DNA and in the, in the, in the, in the fabric of, 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 our, of the sport that we love. And we need to have Monty. We need to have Safari because I, I believe they're the events that the casual spectator or somebody can dip into can be completely bone away. I think the imagery alone uh, does that. The, I'm, I'm, a, I'm assuming the, the appetite for this to, to return and to grow is only increased. Oh, it has. I mean, even now, two weeks later, the, the vibes here in Kenya are still through the roof. People are sharing and resharing photos and videos and reliving all of their moments. And, you know, it's fantastic. Uh, like I mentioned on, on attempt number one, uh, it's, it's completely revigorated the, the sport here in Kenya. You know, uh, two years ago, 2019, obviously 2020 was a bit of a non-starter. But Kenyan Rally Championship was pretty much on its knees. You know, we were getting 12, 13 cars, albeit amazing. I mean, we were having five or six or five cars 
headlining the act, but 13 cars is not much of a show. All of a sudden now, people are dusting off cars, people are ordering new cars. We've already got three of these new Ford Fiesta R3s in the country. Uh, you know, it's really given Kenyan motorsport a huge shot of, of enthusiasm and encouragement. New sponsors coming in. It's, it's fantastic. It's just what probably the whole of Africa needed, actually. Um, if, you know, historically, there's been obviously um, very much locally sourced cars there. And one thing we have noticed, Jeff, in other parts of the world, you know, especially the likes of Australia and New Zealand, where they kind of went with an AP4, you know, AP4 Plus and these different things where... But ultimately, what ended up happening is the R5 car, and we are going to call it an R5 car, Jeff, most definitely. We're not doing Rally 2, <laughs> Rally 3. Uh, the R5 cars have kind of found their way in. You know, we've even seen it over in the States now as well. Um, do you think Do you think there's going to be a, a, a bigger push now on, on, on kind of, as opposed to building, and as, you know, people buying them in and, you know, just getting these ready-made, you know, you've just mentioned about those Rally 3 Fiestas, of course, being there. Do you see, you know, uh, being bought off the shelf because people just want these things to just go i mean yeah obviously you know gone are the days where you could uh, buy a saburo or mitsubishi and chuck a roll cage in and 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 gradually over time upgrade it to to a full spec group n car that you know sadly the rules don't allow for that anymore um and you know i think this year we we were probably the only wrc event that even had a group n car and Two-thirds of the field were still Group N cars, but that was only because Africa has, uh, you, you know, an agreement with FIA for us to get an extension on homologation. Uh, but most of the cars we're running this year won't be eligible for next year. I mean, heck, we had Subaru N10s, which I think are from 2003-2004. They were still legally allowed to compete in the rally this year, but next year... Their time is up, um, and R5 cars are out of the reach of a lot of our competitors, but the R3s are tantalizingly close. Um, and, you know, if someone like Malcolm was to offer a payment plan, he'd probably sell 20 of them next week to, to Kenya and to Africa in general, because most of us just want to be out there and have fun. We don't need a full-spec R5 car. Although, having said that, if someone wants to lend one to me, I wouldn't <laughs> say no. It's going to say be I careful. believe you had a go in one a few weeks ago, and you wouldn't say no again. <laughs> um, slightly different circumstances, if I did it again. Let's put it that way. Let's do, that, 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 I'll definitely put that out there. I'll definitely put that out there. Um, with regards to obviously the, the return of the events and 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 it coming back, um, you know, uh, again, I, I just think it's really really important. And I suppose from 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 your point of view, uh, we we spoke quite a lot about the stages and what was going to happen with the stages. What have the stages ended up looking like? What you know is the is there a resistance because of course this was on private land and I'm guessing you know everybody will be looked after so to speak. But you know how 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 did the stages stand up and you know how much damage is being done and you know is that damage repairable? I suppose. Yeah, you know it's um it's really interesting you say that because quite soon after the event I went out and I had a look at some of the stages. And before the rally, I'd marked areas that I thought, um, you know, it w- would disintegrate really quickly. And out of, out of six points on just the Chewy Lodge stage, which was the first stage of the rally, and I'd never, ever seen a rally car before. I mean, it belongs to my girlfriend's family. They don't even let me take my raid car through there. Um, and out of the six points that I'd earmarked, three held up like, honestly, it looked like there wasn't even a rally going through there. So that surprised me. And then the other three places collapsed, as I expected. And then two or three places under heavy, heavy braking going downhill um, were way, way, way worse than, than I'd anticipated. 
Um, and I do know that the competitors, at the organizers, are, are out on the route in the next couple of days, examining all of these routes, having a look at the areas that crumbled, trying to figure out why, um, and then either going to rebuild and try and compact those areas down uh, the Hell's Gate Power Stage as a prime example. Um, just after Recky had foot and a half deep uh, ruts of fish fish, so what they did is they got hard compact and they actually crushed it into the ground and, and you know, gave it a bit of a firmer base. I think, I think we might see a little bit more of that kind of investment now that we know, you know, we're, we're here to stay for at least, a, you know, a couple more years. Um, and other places, it's just, it's just understanding what these modern cars are going to do to the ground. So maybe, you know, add a small chicane in 100 meters. And when I say chicane, I don't mean like a UK barrels kind of chicane. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. Cut, cutting a road through, through the trees on the side and back onto the road just to slow the speed down and, and kind of expand the braking zone a bit uh, to, to minimize the, the damage to some of the ground. It, you know, this is Africa. Anything can be done. And, and I think we really showed that this last two weeks. So, you know, our organizers are very, very keen to try and keep the safari element, but um, maybe maybe reduce the, the damage to the roads a little bit. Well, it's, uh, it, it will be, it'll be fascinating moving forward. As I say, I think it'll be fascinating for the, the appetites of, of, of people who were perhaps sat at home who will now be looking to try and put budgets together to go and do this fantastic event. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. It was so important to, as opposed to, as opposed to look back two weeks down the line of, of, of where we ended up. So thank you for joining us, my friend. My absolute pleasure and look forward to catching up soon. Try and come out next year for a wildlife safari after the safari. Oh, you're tempting me, Jeff. You're tempting me. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Folks, that has been absolutely rally for season 23. It's been fantastic. Uh, we've had some fantastic guests, co-hosts and everything else. Um, if you're a new listener, welcome to the party. Where have you been? Um, but in all seriousness, you've got a bit of a back, back catalogue to go back into. Um, so I think it works out. You could literally listen to us for about a week solid um, with six years worth the podcast uh, if you want to go down that particular route um, but if you don't I don't blame you we will be back in about two weeks time as I say uh, we do thank you for the love that has been uh, for people sharing us around again it, it really is noted I did read a really interesting statistic the other day that apparently most podcasts end after seven episodes um, we've done a few more than seven episodes in fact we're headlong going into seven years so I don't know, quite know what that says but uh, but there you go, we do thank you for uh, for everybody anyway who's been joining us and supporting us over the last six years wow, it's scary isn't it, scary but uh, anyway um, again thank you to Kielda um, it was Steve's fault, they were really tough down to Steve, Tina noticed what Steve Bullos said, again without Steve Bullos and Kielder we wouldn't be here, the same with on the pace note as well, um, so if you can support those guys, that's really really important too as well, um, but we'll be back same time, same place, email podcast hole in two weeks time. Absolute Rally powered by the Kielder Works team, spread the word and download the podcast every week 